today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, Cadillac Fairview apparently has covertly collected images of 5 million shoppers across Canada. Uh, this has been investigated, and, uh, well, the numbers are shocking, quite frankly, and so is the reaction from an awful lot of people who did not know this was actually happening to them. Former Ontario Privacy Commissioner Ann Kavokian says the company crossed the line. It's appalling. These are shoppers who go into Cadillac Fairview Malls to shop. Presumably, they want that, and yet, unbeknownst to them, no notice, no consent, their facial image is captured when they enter into the store. So it's completely, completely appalling. I want to bring Brenda McPhail into the conversation, Privacy and Technology and Surveillance Project for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Uh, Brenda, thanks so much for the time. Glad you could join us today. Really happy to be here. Thank you. This is shocking. Uh, you know, the, the whole process here, I mean, I, I know that we have CCTV all over the place these days. We get that. And, and maybe there's a sense of normalcy that many of us have adopted that just, yeah, it happens. Uh, but usually in a situation like this, uh, there's there's some knowledge of it anyway. Uh, and I know that their excuse here is, well, there's a sign, a little sticker or something posted on the door when you went into the mall, uh, I, I, which most people aren't going to read anyway. I mean, the, this whole process really is, is, is very bothersome. Absolutely. Um, this is a case that first broke back in 2018, um, and CCLA was all over it at the time because um, people should be asked for consent if they're going to be subjected to a, a new technology that isn't properly regulated uh, that's collecting their personal information. Um, it's just a, a big problem that this was allowed to happen, and it's a, a big red flag about the need for better rules and regulations on this kind of face surveillance technology in the future. Cadillac Fairview tries to justify this by saying, oh, we were just really trying to determine the age and gender of shoppers. Uh, you know, invariably they d say, do you want to take part in a survey? They don't do it covertly. That's right. The, the fact that this was done in secret is a big problem. And the way that they tried to justify getting away with that was actually a secret interpretation of privacy laws, which is another huge problem. So they had their lawyers take a look at the law and say, well, we think the way the technology works because we're not storing the images, we're not technically capturing them, and we're not identifying people, we're just taking pictures of their faces to use them for analysis, um, that it's not personal information and we're not collecting it, and that's why we don't need to ask for consent. And all of that, of course, was nonsense in the investigation by the Privacy Commissioner of Canada, Alberta, and B.C. All three of them agreed um, that that interpretation of the law was incorrect and that people should have been asked for consent. We should actually qualify this, too, because I don't, I don't want people to get the impression these are just pictures, you know, headshots of people. Uh, they technically are not faces. They, they, a sequence of numbers the software uses to anonymously categorize the age range and gender of the shoppers. So uh, they're getting into some pretty heavy-duty information here. Uh, and they say, well, you know, what harm is it going to be? Because we used it, and we made the evaluations, and we got rid of it. But now we're finding out that there was a third party involved. That's right. So the mall contracted with a third party to provide them with this software, and it was actually that third party who had a contractual agreement with Cadillac Fairview, who was, um, you know, who owned the analysis software, although the data, the analysis itself, was owned by Cadillac. So you get into some sort of complex contractual agreements, um, but the bottom line for people who were shopping at that mall is that their facial biometrics were captured, um, they were stored, and they were used to do analysis by Cadillac Fairview. And there's questions 
all the time about this, and, and, and I don't know that they've answered it to our satisfaction uh, when it was asked during the investigation. Who else saw this stuff? And, and you know, they said they have destroyed it now, but did they share it before they destroyed it? Well, I mean, I think that during the investigation, the privacy commissioners um, were, were assured that the information had been destroyed, and they did verify that. Uh, there was follow-up on that. So I think that we can rest comfortably knowing that in this case, because of this very detailed, rigorous investigation, uh, the right thing happened and the information isn't, wasn't being kept anymore. Um, but, you know, in the absence of that investigation, Cadillac Fairview would have gone on surreptitiously collecting this information. The way that, event, that this sort of came out, the way that people found out that it was happening in the first place was actually just due to an error. There was a problem with one of the kiosks, and somebody saw what was going on behind the scenes on a, on a screen on the kiosk. So it was purely a matter of serendipity that we found out this was happening at all. I, I guess the reason some of us are skeptical uh, is, is because we've seen information sharing in the past. Uh, you know, I mean, how many millions of, of us, you know, shared information quite freely with Facebook when we joined there? Sure, I'll tell them this about me and that about me. I mean, it's only going to be between me and my friends. They they guaranteed that. And then, of course, we find out that they're, they're selling that information to anybody that wants it, you know, for a variety of different reasons. Uh, and it's out there. And it's something, I guess, we really need to be aware of, don't we, Brenda, that, uh, you know, even when we give consent, uh, you, you've got to be sure exactly who's going to see this and, and, and for what purpose. Uh, when you're not giving consent, you're not even in on the process. It's got to be very, very problematic. Oh, for sure. I mean, a big problem with the way that consent works in this day and age is that uh, a company creates a big, long privacy policy, uh, buries little clauses in the middle of a big, solid mass of legal language, and then says, if you want to use our service, if you, if you enter our website, if you walk into our mall, you are deemed to have agreed to all of the things that we want to do with your information. And that's just fundamentally not fair. Um, you know, Canadians deserve the right to understand what's happening with their information and make choices about what happens to it, which includes giving or refusing consent for sort of particularly intrusive uses of their personal information purely for private sector profit. Well, I mean, they put those things, those signs on the door. And I, again, I don't know how big they were, but, uh, you know, I guess that they figured that was fulfilling their legal obligation to do so. But, I mean, let's face it, if you're parking your car, it's, you know, it's kind of rainy and snowy uh, where we are here today, uh, and you're trying to go into the mall, you, first of all, you're in a hurry. You want to get out of the weather. You're not looking and seeing what signs are on the door and whether or not you've got permission to go in there. It's, not, it's, not, it's like a consent form. Uh, you're going in there because you want to go buy a pair of shoes or you want to go whatever it else is that you're going to the mall for. You don't expect to see any legal ramifications to it. So I would think that probably 99.9% .9 of the people that, uh, that walked in the mall had no idea that it was there. Yeah, I mean, there's been research done in relation to those kind of stickers, what it means to give notification for consent in the past. There was a research group out of the University of Toronto headed by Andrew Clement who did this, and I was actually involved in it, which is how I know about it. And what we found about 10 years ago was that the vast majority of businesses in Toronto didn't even go so far as putting the stickers on the door. Um, and those that did um, didn't have good privacy policies that protected users. So this idea in this case that a sticker somehow covers off the use of a covert technology that is so new that um, shoppers wouldn't have any reason to imagine it was being used 
or any real insight into what it would mean for it to be used, what the consequences to them would be, is really a fundamental problem in the way that uh, privacy is protected. What is, what's the offshoot on this, Brenda? What's, uh, you know, now that this investigation has taken place, and now that the Cadillac Fairview has been exposed in this, they, they're... They're maintaining, of course, that, hey, we didn't break any rules. I mean, you know, as you say, it might have been a very loose interpretation of, of the privacy rules and the laws. Uh, do we, is there an attempt now to shore those up or, or to add more clarity to this so this sort of thing doesn't happen again? Well, so first, I mean, the company has actually disputes the commissioner's findings and hasn't promised mm-hmm. to gain express opt-in consent if they ever decide to use this again. So that's a big problem. So, yeah, absolutely, what we need, what this demonstrates, is something that privacy advocates have been calling for for about a decade now, which is better, stronger, more effective privacy laws that include some enforcement power for the commissioners. Because right now the commissioner is allowed to make recommendations to the company, which they did, um, but they're not binding, which means the company can just say, yeah, no, we'll do these ones, but we're not going to do this one. Um, That's not good enough in this you know, time when emerging technology puts all of our information at risk. We absolutely need to see some political will to get the laws that we deserve to protect our privacy, to protect our Canadian values. Well, we've got to put some weight behind it, too. I mean, you know, if they violate these these standards right now, it sounds as if all they're going to do now, somebody's going to wag a finger at them and say, that was not nice. Uh, there's got to be something behind it to, for, you know, to at least move them towards compliance. Absolutely. We need to think really seriously about the ways in which, you know, we want personal information to be allowed to be used, the ways that we believe that it's inappropriate to allow it to be used, um, particularly in for-profit environments. Um, And then we need to sort of have the democratically informed debate to get the laws in place to make sure that what we as a society think is going to create the world we want to live in is enacted in a law that has teeth so that if people disobey that law, um, there are consequences beyond, oh, dear, stop now, please. <laughs> exactly, and which seems to be the reaction, and, and Cadillac Fairview, of course, is, is emboldened by that. Uh, you and, of course, the uh, Canadian Civil Liberties Association have been strong advocates for this for a long, long time, uh, and uh, that's why I wanted to get you on to talk about this today. Brenda, thank you so much for the time, and thanks for the great work that you're doing. Thanks so much. It's great to talk to you. Good take to have a good weekend. Brenda McPhail, who's the Privacy and Technology and Surveillance Project uh, with Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Uh, be aware, I guess, the next time you go into a mall, because uh, they didn't say they weren't going to do that again. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.